Welcome to the Pastor Mike Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Householder. I'm joined by Emily Langpaul, my co-host. Hello. Hi. How are, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. And we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. With us today, we have our missions director, Dave Schwartz. Hello, Welcome. Emily. Hello, Mike. Thanks for having me. You know, I was just thinking we should have some of that applause, like yeah. background stuff when, when we introduce our guests. Just, yay. Yeah. Some golf applause. Yeah, some yeah. golf. Very polite, yes. right? Understated. <laughs> That'd be yes. good. We are really glad that you're here, though, today. And Thank we you. have an icebreaker question. Yes, we do. Today, we're talking about being active in multiple ways. Our icebreaker is what is a sport or activity that you've tried and would not do again? All right. You can all play along at home, too. So this podcast goes public, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you the, might want to keep that in mind throughout. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 the reason I ask that is because one sport I'd prefer never to do again is yoga. Oh. And my wife, as some of you in the audience may mm-hmm. know, is a great yoga instructor. Right. But I am challenged by it. But I've seen you do it with her in videos. And wait that, a minute, wait a minute. You are on official mm-hmm. yoga videos out there somewhere? Mm-hmm. Mike, I am a yoga model. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where, where can we find these videos, Dave? I, uh, you know, or should I'm, we ask your wife, John? Yes. I'm so hopeful they can't be found. <laughs> I'm not I've at seen all, them. I'm not, you've seen them, mm-hmm. and yep, you're you're doing your part. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you learn yoga from Chong, Dave's yes, wife, yes. and you get the humorous kind of part of the of the program. Yeah. Watching Dave try to do you it, sh- you sh- you are a good representation that everyone can find I, a way. I am every man in, <laughs> well. in many ways, in the sense that when we go on vacation, Chong feels obligated to continue teaching yoga, and she needs a person in the crowd, and that's me. There you are. And so I walk on the set, and it's not a set; it's a beach or something like that. And there I go. And I may be the least flexible person on the planet. But good for you for doing it. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, that is good. For me, I think it would be anything that tall people shouldn't do. So (laughs) I wouldn't be very good at horse racing. I, you know, I've always liked auto racing. And uh, somebody bought me one of those passes where you get to go do the drive along. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> there's a picture of me with the helmet on. It doesn't fit right. It's too, <laughs> it's too small for my my large melon. And when I got in the car, it just about took a crowbar to get me in and out because it's just not built for somebody mm-hmm. um, who's tall. And so I realized this is just going to be something that I dream about doing, but we'll never really be able to do, at least sure. not in a car like this. Sure. Emily, what about you? It's all of them. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all sports. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I went out for one year of volleyball as a freshman and I was on team F and they were by ability. F for fantastic. <laughs> yes. I was scared of the ball. <laughs> so not what you want. <laughs> so that was it for you and the volleyball yeah, team? Yeah. You didn't try out the next year? No, no, no. <laughs> there was, no, no basketball, softball, no. Uh, track, anything? I tried no. some of those and I retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You have other gifts. Yep. Yeah, well, we're all mm-hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made, which is kind of what we're talking about. But Dave, I, I think people maybe, I, I would like for people to hear a little bit more about you. So... You're an interesting guy, that's for sure, and I mean that in the only positive ways. But you've been a part of this church for a while, uh, joined our staff, but before you joined our staff, uh, you weren't involved in church leadership, you weren't involved in 
you know, serving on a church staff in ministry, but you were doing a lot of other things. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I, I've had a blessed existence. You know, it, I moved to Des Moines in about 1985, which seems forever ago. Um, was in the insurance and financial services business for 25 plus years, mm-hmm. once with a Fortune 100 company for 17 of those years, built my own business for eight other years. And then I had a serious health issue back in 2012. Um, nine hours on the operating table tends to change your perspective in life. Mm-hmm. And consequently, I thought it was time to make a change. So I sold up my interest out of my old firm and really went on a journey of trying to figure out what to do. And that journey led me to, again, these are all blessings, running the West Wayne Chamber of Commerce for a couple of years. Uh, Was fortunate to be selected to act as the CEO of the YMCA of Greater Des Moines for several years. Then I really thought I was going right off into the sunset. And suddenly, here comes hope. And here we are today with maybe the best job on the planet, Mm -hmm. in all seriousness. Doing missions at Hope, uh, we have this just unbelievably generous congregation here yeah. mm-hmm. that just constantly blesses partners of ours and organizations and efforts, you know, whether it's a Lenten project, an Advent project, um, whether it's the VBS food drive, whatever it might mm-hmm. be, I get to call that my job. Mm-hmm. So I get to go help people be generous. I mean, who gets to do that at my age? It's just wonderful. Well, we're the ones who are blessed that, that you've joined us. When we found out you were a free agent and, and might, <laughs> just possibly might be available uh, we jumped at the opportunity and we're so, so glad that you said yes and so blessed to have you on our team here. Again, I couldn't be more charmed in, mm. in having this opportunity. That's great. Yeah, it is. And we're going to talk more about what it means to be the missions director here, but but deeper than that even, why we do it and what it's all about and how people can get involved, whether they're a part of this church family or, mm-hmm. or another one somewhere else around the world, why it's so essential um, to talk about how we activate the body of Christ and how we activate our bodies. We're going to talk about moving our bodies, bodies in motion today is our theme. And with that, Emily, we've yeah. got some questions. We sure do. So, uh, hey, why don't we just jump right in? Anybody got any questions? Our first question, Mike, you preached on the biblical connection between body and soul this past weekend. How are spiritual and physical health related and why does it matter to us? Yeah, uh, the book of Genesis, it all starts there in, in the very beginning. The second verse of the Bible, the spirit of God is hovering. And then you turn the page to chapter two of Genesis and that same spirit, which is defined literally, it's, it's ruach in the original Hebrew of Genesis. That spirit is um, starting to move in a new way. It means literally the breath of God. And so God takes the dust of the, of the earth, breathes his breath, the spirit, in other words, this ruach into the, into the, into the earth, and it becomes a living being. And the word for that is suke in, in the Greek and nephesh in the Hebrew of the Old Testament, and it means soul. So you put that all together and you have God, the creator, taking uh, the dust of his creation, breathes his spirit, his life into it, that life that was there in the beginning in creation, and it becomes us. It becomes human beings. So we're not just here randomly. We're here by the, by the Spirit of God. It, it, we're, we're, God's Spirit is in us, and that means that we're holy. And so it brings to life some of the other texts that are so often talked about when it, when it refers to our physical bodies, that our body is a temple and, and you are God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. We are because God's Spirit is in us. It's not an ego thing. It's not a vanity thing. 
because if we aren't careful, we, we quickly kind of slide into that trap. The world says, okay, well, if your body's a temple, then get obsessed with it, right? Make it all about vanity. Make, make it all about surface, superficial, shallow things, how, how you just look on, you know, skin deep kind of way. And judge other people that way, too, and body shame other people that way. But God, of course, has something completely different in mind. We should begin to see ourselves. We should always see ourselves the way God sees us Mm -hmm. and not in the way the world judges us. You know, there's this verse in 1 Samuel where God says through his prophet, the world sees things in a shallow way, but God looks at our hearts. Uh, So let's make sure our hearts are good, the heart that God has created. With that, we have um, this responsibility, though, to be faithful stewards. Mm -hmm. So while we don't want to get obsessed with it, we don't want to see ourselves the way the world sees it. We want to see things in a deeper, more spiritual, more faithful way. Um, We still have a responsibility to take care of ourselves. And so, you know, jokingly at the beginning, we talk about the (laughs) sports that we never want to do again. Mm -hmm. And I happen to know that both of you are pretty diligent about exercise and taking care of yourselves. Uh, Emily, you talked about this yeah. last episode. That yeah. One of your favorite things to do that maybe people wouldn't know is my Peloton. Yeah. yeah and wow. I, I go through different seasons of working out. I think it's good to switch things up. So that's my season right now. Um, but I, I have learned to enjoy it. And I think mm-hmm. there's this idea that sometimes like, well, if you do it enough, you're just going to love all of it. I don't love all of it, but <laughs> you do start to kind of realize it's healthy and it's good for you. Yeah, yeah. And so I do love that. You feel better when you're done working yes. out yeah, yes. every time. That's the best part about it. Getting going is the hard part. Yes. Uh, but if our bodies are a temple, then we want to treat them well. If it's a masterpiece, we want to take care of the masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Dave, what kind of things do you do? I, you're... Dave, if you all don't know, is a very serious and accomplished athlete. And I, I don't think you'd you're, say this. You're, you're way too, too kind. Yeah. I don't you're think I am. Kind. I'm just an objective yeah. fact. So what are some of the things that you're involved in? Well, gosh, it changes over the years, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a, an ardent runner, mm-hmm. and I can't run anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just one of the facts of life. My, my knees don't you know, permit me to do that. But I, I started years and years ago, probably for a couple of reasons. You know, One was... I'm a highly competitive person. And so that just seemed to be a natural thing. If I wanted to continue to compete at hopefully some high levels, I'm an old track and field geek. And so I wanted to keep competing in that direction. The other thing was early on uh, as a young adult, I got diagnosed with a heart issue. Mm -hmm. And so consequently, it was in my best interest to Mm -hmm. continue exercising throughout life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here I am an old guy and it continues to be a big part of my day. Uh, And I, I can't imagine going a day without it, quite Mm -hmm. frankly. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I had this realization that there's fruits of the spirit we talk about. The Bible talks about self-control. And so that eating part of it was, is just really hard. And in some ways, a lot harder for most people, I think, than even the exercise, like getting on walking is great. Choosing what to put in your body sometimes just really tricky. Uh, And so that self-control is something that I, it just kind of clicked with me. Like I can ask God for help with this too. And it doesn't mean I always love what I'm eating, but I believe it's healthy for me and it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Depending on how people are wired up up, who Mm -hmm. are listening to us, you might be like a highly motivated, self-disciplined person who's like, okay, I need to lose 10 pounds. Boom. And you can do it. Mm -hmm. You you, you take on this diet or that diet or whatever it might be. and, And it works and it's awesome and you can keep it off. But then you're the rare bird. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think for most of the rest of us mortals, 
it's a lot more challenging than that. You really alarmed me on Sunday when you were preaching and talking about if you look at a snack and it's got something about your arm's length worth of ingredients on it, you should probably ignore it. And I'm thinking, well, that's what I live on. So I, 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 I've got to be a little more careful that way. And, and, and eating what God's provided us in the ground it might mm. make a little bit more sense. Mm. I can tell you it's made me feel a lot better. I mean, more energy, all that kind of stuff. That's crazy how vegetables actually make you feel better because <laughs> they don't always feel great eating them. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, it, if we do it, if our motivation for doing it is deeper than just, I want to lose weight. Yeah. I found that that matters. And even if the motivation is better than I've got a health issue yeah. and, and, and now that's, that's quite a motivator, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's not even enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the motivation is, huh, what if I really believe my body's a temple? And that is the scriptures say in first Corinthians six, it isn't mine, it's God's and I'm here to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm here to, if, if my job is take care of God's temple, well, now that's a different approach. Mm-hmm. Now I think, okay, I'm, I'm going to put things that are worthy of the temple into my body and I'm going to move it in a way that's worthy of the temple. And I'm going to try to be faithful in that regard. Mm-hmm. Well, I think something else you said, and I'm not trying to quote your, your sermon from Sunday, but you talked about moderation. Mm-hmm. And what an important piece. And, and truly, I think that's where I've gotten to in life. You know, mm-hmm. it, instead of having the four cookies, you know, one's, yeah. one's plenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's good and it's it fun. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's enjoyable. So, you know, indulge a little. But a little, I think, is yeah. the key. And uh, I tried diets. I, I mentioned this in one of the sermons this weekend, not all of them, but I, I've tried to lose weight before and sometimes somewhat successfully, most of the time not. And even in the successful times, it comes back on until I shifted the way I thought about my body and I integrated body and soul. And I realized, huh, it's not mine. It's God's. I'm here to take care of it. And um, that just kind of keeps me motivated in a way that nothing else can keep up with. That's good. Next question, Dave, is to you. Christians are called to take good care of our physical bodies. We're also called as the body of Christ to love and care for our neighbors, something we're seeing in a big way right now at Hope again this week. What is Hope's annual Super Bowl food drive and how's it going and why do we do it? Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure, Emily, I can have enough superlatives here. (laughs) So think about that. And and many of you are familiar already with the Super Bowl drive. But here's the thing. So last year, we thought we had quite an incredible outpouring Mm -hmm. of support. Mm -hmm. This year, we're touching 116, 116 food pantries. Think about that for a minute. That is wild. That's about 20 more than last year when we thought, wow, we really hit it out of the park, Mm -hmm. right? And so it just keeps growing. And here's the other neat thing. Um, I was asking Mike Horseman before, and and by the way, Mike Horseman is just the maestro at this, at at putting this together. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he's too busy. We were going to have him on too, uh, (laughs) alongside just to kind of give us an update. Thanks for mentioning that I'm the B team here. (laughs) That's with you. Not at all. With you, not instead of you, with you. Uh, you're his boss, after all. But but uh, he's upstairs working it right he now. Is, you know, he and, and Kathy Matthews, who um, literally is a snowbird, okay? So she goes, she and her husband go down to Arizona, and they come back in the middle of early February mm-hmm. to do the Super Bowl food drive. That's cool. And, and, and I heard today from Mike that we will be filling up the equivalent of three semi-trucks wow. of food. Wow. Three semi-trucks. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things about it that I think I like the most is, yes, it's going to make a difference, obviously, for our neighbors. <laughs> Jesus is pretty clear on this one. Love your neighbors. And, and Matthew 25 makes, makes it equally clear. 
when you feed those who are hungry, you're feeding me. You're taking care of me. This is what Christians do. We feed the hungry, amongst many other things as well. This is one of the ways we activate the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we start by talking about our individual bodies and exercise. Now we're talking about the, all of us together collectively as followers of Christ being a body in motion. So we've got the food around you today, just a sample of some of the donated food that's come in, and we'll make sure this gets on one of the semis as well. But one of the things that I love to see the most is the joy on the people who are serving. The, the, it's really hard to be a part of this food drive, to be up there volunteering, to deliver the meals to the pantries, to sort them out, to even bring in the donations this past weekend. Yeah. It's really hard to do that and not have a, a sense of joy. Yeah, I, I think you see that uh, you've all walked through mm-hmm. the mountains of food up there. You've walked through the volume of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And what do you see? Uh, smiles. Yeah. You, you see smiles constantly. You know, you think about the Hope Circle, um, you know, a, a, a seeker, a follower. Um, the last piece of that is servant leader, mm-hmm. right? And the servant piece is really important. And you see that in so many people's faces as they're doing this. You know, this isn't a burden to yeah. people. Right. This right. is pure joy when, yeah. when they're doing this. Yeah. People, people take time off. I've, I've, I was milling around with the, with the volunteers yesterday and they, I was listening to their stories and one woman said, this is her PTO for, you know, the, the part of the year. And, and she always does it because she just, you can't get enough of it. There's something about doing the things that God created us to do instead of doing the things the world says that we're supposed to do in order to have a full life. And we've been talking about that pretty consistently all year so far this mm-hmm. year, the five habits of highly effective Christians. And now this month, the series taking care of you. So serving and doing missions, man, nobody knows this better than you, right, Dave? You're the missions director. You're you're leading the charge. It's it's. It is a fun job, isn't it? it? It's it's a great job. And again, you don't have to look far. You don't have to look. I mean, if you if you look at the hope calendar and look for a year, okay, at what's happened, you mm-hmm. know, from again, go back to wherever you want to go. Let's go back to Journey to the Light. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Okay. We produce volumes of food and donations, mm-hmm. okay, to help out some local food pantries. You go to VBS, you go to the back to the school drive. Then, oh, let's just sprinkle in Advent and Lent projects, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's think about the last Advent project when we helped welcome our refugee brothers and sisters um, to the United States, to Des Moines, Iowa. How's the congregation respond? Oh, about $600,000 to help our partner, LSI, settle these folks. And to date, they've settled about 200 of the 300 they're going to settle. That's remarkable. I I had the joy of going to the airport once and picking up one of the groups and to see the faces. And it's it's hard not to get a little emotional about this because Hmm. these people have just been to four different ports, if you will. Okay. So they started fleeing for their lives in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Then they go to a military base, then to another military base, and then finally end up in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, that'd be hard on anyone. I mean, just mm-hmm. go in the opposite direction, put yourself in that going opposite and mm-hmm. end up in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. not speaking the language, not knowing anyone. And Suddenly, LSI, our partners there, and through the generosity of our congregation, we're there to help them. Yeah. How cool. 
It's incredible. Mm. And that leads right into our next question. Yeah, we're already in it. Beyond this week's food drive at Hope, what are some of the big needs you see in our area and around the world these days that the church is taking on? You're talking about them. Yeah, we're, we're talking about them because here's the one thing. Again, I've mentioned many times how blessed I feel in doing this. So we review potential financial partners every year, uh, mission partners that will provide financial support. And currently we have 48 mission partners, okay, 48. And then each year we might look at 70 applications total, right in that. And I can tell you there's never a need that's not a great need. That's mm-hmm. not a worthy need. We have to decide. I'm, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I've got a brilliant missions board, eight people from our campuses all across the spectrum who helped me make those decisions and then recommend to the church council. But the fact of the matter is there's need, need, need everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're so fortunate we get to meet really mm-hmm. a big part of that need in this community, across the nation, and across the globe, which sometimes we forget. You know, we've got mission partners right. all over the world. Right. Local and global. Right from the beginning at Hope, we decided um, that we're going to be a church that's active in our community, and we're going to be a church that's active around the world. The very first summer I got here, when this church was just restarting in 1993, is when the big floods hit Iowa. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I mean, just devastating. Uh, a lot of people didn't have water, uh, running water in their homes. And so we're a church of 12 people, right, at the time. I mean, that's, that's about it. Ironically, one of them was Mike Horseman, who's upstairs mm-hmm. leading, leading the food drive, and his wife, myself and my wife and our two kids. So that's half the church is just <laughs> those two families. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few others. And we decided one Sunday, because you can have not only worship, but you can have a whole uh, congregational meeting every week just by having a quick right, conversation. Right. Uh, we decided as a congregation, we're going to go uh, fill bags with sand and be a part of that. So that afternoon, we just drove from church, the whole church did, <laughs> and we filled bags with sand. That was the first mission thing that we did in this restarted church called Hope. And it's just snowballed from there. One thing has led to another. Yeah, it, it's incredible the way it's grown. Um, some people, when I first started, said, well, boy, that's great that you're working at Hope. And I said, well, let me make something perfectly clear. Hope's done pretty well before I got here, and they'll continue to do well after I'm I'm gone from here because Hope's had a missional approach since day one or day four or whatever it was when you filled sandbags. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at ways this takes off, so a couple weekends ago, as you both know, we had a uh, a seminar for awareness for human trafficking. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Well, it's because we have three partners uh, that we support missionally um, who deal in human trafficking. And so we're all chatting one day and they say, it'd be great if we put something together on this because there needs to be awareness. That doesn't happen without the benevolence and generosity of hope, hopesters mm-hmm. coming along and supporting organizations like mm-hmm. that. So it's just so far reaching uh, here and across the globe. Yeah. yeah, We really are on a mission from God and that's the key. It's from God. Mm-hmm. God's the one who calls. God's the one who inspires God's the one who gives us the, the the purpose and the mission and says, you know, go. And we can't, we're one congregation. We do not claim or think that it is our calling that we're supposed to fix every problem in Des Moines or around the world. But we're supposed to do what God calls us to do. So we try to go where we have relationships too, right? Yeah, we do. And I, I think one of the other brilliant things that Hope did years ago, I should know the history, but I don't, but um, 
we all know there's problems, challenges that pop up all over the globe, you know, whether it's a hurricane, a tornado, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And one of the partners, Convoy of Hope, that we established a relationship with years ago, um, is wonderful in that way that we know when something happens, whether it's across the country or across the globe, they're going to be on the ground helping mm-hmm. in that situation. And again, that wouldn't happen without the generosity of Hope's members. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was really brilliant strategically the way this was all set up at the beginning. Yeah. So I'm thinking for the listener who's hearing this in this conversation says, well, that's great. You know, I'm glad you guys are doing that super, mm-hmm. or I'm glad my church is doing that. I'm not heavily involved in it, but, mm-hmm. but good, good for us or good for our church. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're giving all this money and we give, you know, millions of dollars a year to our mission partners Mm -hmm. so that they can serve our whole bookstore. Our coffee shop is set up where 100 percent of the proceeds go to missions. Not a dime stays here at Hope. And again, people could say here, that's great. But what does it have to do with me? I mean, what, 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 how can I get involved? What would you say to those folks, Dave? Yeah, it has everything to do with everybody who's hearing this message today. Okay, there's all, I mean, again, we all understand financial resources are important. That's great. That's just one component, right. okay? Mm-hmm. Volunteering is such an important piece. So mm-hmm. I, I sometimes get a little bothered when I hear people say, well, the only way to do missions is to fly across the ocean and go on a mission trip, okay? Right. That's just not the case. You know, we have 25 to 30 local missions partners who would love if you picked up the phone today and called them and said, I'm here to help. What can Mm -hmm. I do? Okay, because they need it right here, you know, Mm -hmm. down the street, across the street, they need help from us. And so it's not necessarily all about the finances. It's about spending time. And the other piece that we should never forget as a church, it's about prayer. Okay, we need to pray for these people. I mean, as you see, again, whether it's across the globe or down the street, when you see the need, when you see who these partners of ours are impacting, you understand in a hurry, this is about prayer, mm-hmm. okay? Because there are some situations that are so beyond human scope um, that we're not going to be able to touch them, but the good Lord can. Amen. Mm-hmm. Emily, I'm curious, you started out here on staff in children's ministry, mm-hmm. and now you're a senior leader overseeing all ages, church life. But go back to your roots as, mm-hmm. as a, as a just children's ministry leader. Mm -hmm. Missions is something that kids, we don't need kids to wait until they grow up to get involved either, right? right? I mean, you you see that with with the kids in this church. Right. Our children's ministry uh, does lots of mission projects and we partner with the same types of organizations, you know, hopes projects. One thing that we also try to do is make it accessible for anyone of any age. And so we do that. The Super Bowl food drive is a great example. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year as a mom, because Mm -hmm. I want so often a lot of our giving is online or um, in ways that we don't get to actively do it. And especially for my kids, I want them to experience going to the store and picking something out and giving it and seeing what that looks like. And so we do that with all of our projects, Advent and Lent. And um, I think that that's a really important part of it is everyone can have a piece of it. Yeah. I just saw the, uh, saw on social media somewhere that our power life ministry, which is junior high confirmation <laughs> yes. here at hope, we call it power life's grade six, seven, and eight. 
that they were out uh, packaging meals for yeah. Meals to the Heartland. Another good example. It's not like junior high kids have a whole lot of money that they can go to the store with and buy groceries and, and participate in that way. Yeah. But they can participate in feeding the hungry as the body of Christ. So they activate the body. The body's in motion mm-hmm. simply by showing up, using their time, their energy, <laughs> their and, senses and, of humor. And you want to describe fun, go watch <laughs> kids that age packaging. I'm not sure how much gets in the bags, but they made it's it fun, fun, didn't yes. they? Yeah, yeah, they always do. Um, and it is a lot of fun. Church should be fun. Mm-hmm. It really should. And mm-hmm. I think it's way more fun when we do the things that this book, the Bible, Scripture, tells us that we were made to do. So it gets back to Genesis again. It gets back to creation. You were made for this. The spirit is in us for this reason. We aren't just here to see what we can, you know, do to, to serve our bodies or or to pledge, you know, it's all for pleasure for me. That's it's God through me. That's, that's where the highest levels of joy are Mm -hmm. God through us. And I want to say more about that us, and that's going to get us into the deeper dive. Emily, why don't you just hit us with the deeper dive question, and we'll go from there. do it. Our question today, why should the body of Christ be a body in motion instead of a body at rest? I want to start by saying it's a coordinated body in motion. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. We're not talking about soloists. And this this is why the church is still the hope of the world, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Because we have chapters, <laughs> we have locations, meaning the whole church, not just hope. The whole Christian church has locations all over the globe. I mean, in almost every country, in almost every city, even where it's illegal, underground churches pop up because you cannot keep Christ down. You can't keep Christ in the tomb. He's, he's a resurrected savior. He's a risen Lord that we worship. And so Christianity is going to live and it's everywhere. What breaks my heart, though is that the church spends too much time talking and too little time walking. Mm. Too much time thinking about, well, here's where we stand on this issue. We, 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 we want it, and everybody wants to, where do you stand on this? Where, I think the best way to tell where a church stands is where do they walk? Where, where do they go? Where do they serve? What, who do they love? How, how are they living out their faith? Is it just all for them? Is it all just about, well, this is what we think about this, and this is what we think about that? Great not saying it's either or. It is that. It is where we stand. It is, are we faithful to God's word? But if we are and we don't do anything with it, by definition, ministry is something that we do. It isn't something we just sit around and think about and talk about. It's something that has it. So the body of Christ has to be activated just like the human body needs to be activated and needs to move in order for it to be healthy. So it is with the body of Christ, the church. Yeah, I could come up with about a thousand stories that would back up exactly what you're saying. And just one that just jumped out of my heart when you were talking had the opportunity to be in Ghana uh, back in November and with our partner Glo- uh, GlobeServe mm-hmm. and we went to a celebration service there in a community <laughs> that five years earlier didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There must have been 3,000 people there cheering and chanting Jesus' name mm-hmm. that day. And to see the revival. Now, obviously, I couldn't understand many of the things that we're saying, so I'm not sure if it was theologically perfect, right? But I do know this. They were alive for Jesus that day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was, you couldn't help. I mean, your eyes were watering. Um, it mm-hmm. was just so powerful to watch this. I, I was reading something from that same ministry that said in their five-year plan, they're trying to reach 375,000 people in unreached people groups in the next five years. Wow. Oh. 
the the way God is moving, the way God's Holy Spirit is moving in Ghana is incredible. All we've done is plant the seeds and and support and encourage. And you know we've we planted how many churches there now? Over four hundred now. Hope is this one congregation in the middle of Iowa has planted four hundred churches in Ghana, and it's really inexpensive to do. It's amazing how little it takes, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing what the Holy Spirit does with that small investment. Um, and we'll be doing that again. Uh, we'll be hearing more about that in the in the years to come. Mm-hmm. I know uh, our commitment to those folks is is deep, but we we have this calling. We have we have this God who says, "I don't want you just to be passive and sit back. I want you to move. I want you to go. I, I want you to serve. I, I want you to be the body of Christ." And man, it's good to be the church. It is, and I'd, I'd really encourage everyone to your point: um, activate yourself. Because mm-hmm. there's there's really not a reason that a person couldn't pray, mm-hmm. might be able to volunteer or give mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. One of those three things, and any of those are going to help equally with any of our partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all huge, aren't they? Yeah. They, they really are. Yeah. We, we like to wrap up uh, every episode with a mic drop moment, and it's just a simple way of saying, you know, what did we learn here today? Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> learned a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what hap- That's another good example of how we're better together. We say that a lot around here, but that's true of whatever church you're a part of, mm-hmm. listeners, that we're better together. This is why I say the church is still the hope of the world, because individually I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. If I do my own food drive all by myself... It doesn't multiply like this. It's, it, it, right. I can't touch 118 food pantries in, in, in the locations where hope is. I, I, can't, I can't go out and feed as many people by myself. But if I work together with you two, and if I work together with the rest of the body of Christ here at Hope, mm-hmm. I, I can make a huge difference. We can, through Meals from the Heartland, our mission partner, we can feed millions of people a year mm-hmm. or provide millions of meals at least. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that is just an incredible uh, not just opportunity, but it's a gift to us too, because it's we we get to be a part of what God is doing in the world instead of just sitting back and watching. God says, "Well, my plan A is to work through you, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as imperfect as you are." Yeah. Um, so, anyway, mic drop moments. What did what stands out in the conversation for you guys today, Dave? Do you um, want to start? Yeah. Um, I think a couple of things. One, I was never aware that Emily was an F team volleyball player. <laughs> you carry that with you. I'm going Because I heard on a previous podcast her work with Peloton, and I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. she must be a world class athlete. Doesn't par- go together. Apparently, yeah. they don't go together. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, I wouldn't arm wrestle her, though. No, I, no she, absolutely she, she not. Put, she put no, you down quick. No, no, I was taken back by that. But no, in all seriousness, I think. Again, the activation thing is big because we can spend a lot of time wringing our hands these days, right? As mm-hmm. we look at the world around us, as we look at the divide, the polarization, everything else, I'd prefer to take a little harder look at all the great things that are going on, what Christianity is doing across the planet, what 2 billion people collectively can do and could do if they continue down that pathway. I think that's where we need to focus, and that's what that was the mic drop to me. Let's get active. Yeah. How about you, Emily? Yeah, I like how you say activate yourself. I also think your story about Ghana and all the thousands of people cheering for Jesus. Imagine if all the people here thought, what am I going to do in Des Moines, Iowa or mm. wherever? Mm-hmm. And what what came to be? And if they hadn't gotten activated yeah. and given, yeah. you know, and so I think that that's a powerful uh, thing to consider is what if we hadn't done this? What if we never did a Super Bowl flu drive? Well, look at all the pantries that would still be bare, but by just 
playing your part as God calls you to do, you can make a huge difference in the world. Church is the hope of the world. It, it, it truly is. And I think it's always healthy spiritually to look at our lives eschatologically, which is just a fancy way to, you know, try to make some sort of uh, sense out of everything I invested to go to seminary for four years of taking a fancy <laughs> seminary word and saying something very simple, live happily ever after back is the way I like to put it. Mm. Realize that in the end, we're going to be in God's kingdom and we're going to see people there. How many people are going to be there because of something you did, or at least you are a part of, mm-hmm. you are a part of a church, you are a part of an active body of Christ that wasn't just in it for themselves, but was in it. Uh, to win it, you know, was it was in it to win it for the glory of God mm-hmm. was in it to make heaven more crowded because how big our churches get ultimately doesn't really matter that much at all. What matters is how big the kingdom of heaven gets, how, how big what God is doing in the world can get. And can we be a part of expanding that and, 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 and extending those borders? And can we be a, a part of making a difference in the lives of people now? One of my favorite stories around the Super Bowl food drive happened just a couple of years ago. There was a woman who was up there helping sort uh, on a Monday after everybody gave through the Super Bowl weekend. And she was in tears and, you know, being a highly trained pastor, when you mm-hmm. see a woman in tears or a man in tears, you, you say, are you okay? You know, can I help? And so I went over to her and she says, these are tears of joy. I was um, really having a hard time financially. Um, I'm a single mom. I was trying to support my kids and myself. I couldn't put food on the table. And this church is the church that provided for me in the middle of the winter because through your Super Bowl food drive. Mm-hmm. And now God has wow. blessed me and, and helped put me back on my feet again and got a job and I'm financially stable and I want to be a part of doing the same and passing that on to others. Mm. The stuff that God does through his church is still changing lives. Mm-hmm. It's still making a difference. My mic drop moment, um, though, is it isn't something that was said. It's just the mood of this conversation. It's, you know, you, we talked about it at the top, Dave, you mentioned, it. I have the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. There's joy in doing this. Mm-hmm. You, you can see you can, the joy just kind of oozes out. I, I get more enthusiastic about these kinds of conversations than almost anything. It's the mission stuff because we're here for this. This, yeah. this is why God brings us together. You know, the old Spider-Man line with, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. God's made hope big. And with that comes great responsibility for us not to be just, you know, the biggest Lutheran church here or there or wherever, but to be the most servant hearted Lutheran church here or there or whatever. And I would hope that whoever you, wherever you are, whether you're a part of hope that if you're a part of hope that you get involved in the, the exciting mm-hmm. things that are already happening in missions here at hope. And if you are part of another church or you're not a part of a church, find one, find one in your community, get involved. Uh, or if you're a part of a church, Get involved in serving together. Help coordinate that body. Focus more on where you're moving than where you're standing. Uh, Focus more on what God's doing through you instead of just, you know, who you're mad at or who's mad at you today. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ, we were made for this. We, Mm -hmm. We were made for more. So thanks, you guys. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. the conversation. We need to get this food back upstairs <laughs> and get it on some of those semis and out to the food pantries um, so God can write some more stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. All right, you guys, we love you all. I know I, I speak on behalf of everybody around the table here today. Thanks for sitting down with us at the table. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us in this conversation. And we'll be back again next week with another fascinating conversation on the Pastor Mike Job podcast. No,
Thanks for joining us today. Please click like, share it with a friend, and subscribe so we can see you next time. Bye.